Greetings and welcome to another Tomorrow's World webcast. My name is Wallace Smith. It's great to be here and I'm glad you're here too. The article I want to read today is a recent one. Well, recent for me. These do come out a few days later. Uh, it was published February 11th on The Federalist, thefederalist.com. It's a, a really good news site that I appreciate. And it was an interesting article. It referred to a study that grabbed my attention. The title alone grabbed my attention. The title was Want Lasting Romance? Take Your Date to Church. Uh, the subheading here says, A new study finds that couples who attend church and pray together are happier. What's more, church-going men see bigger benefits. Uh, it's an article by Rachel Liu, and it concerns a study by uh, the Institute for Family Studies that had recently been released. I want to read just a few selections from the article. If you want to look up the article yourself, by all means, feel free. Uh, it says, this study, which analyzed data from the 2006 National Survey of Religion and Family Life, found church-going was mostly a positive for relationships, with one noteworthy exception. Sociologists Brad Wilcox and Nicholas Wolfinger found that couples who go to church and pray together are generally happier, and that church-going men tend to be in happy relationships. Interestingly, women who went to church without their boyfriend or husband were less likely to be happy in love. It really made a difference whether or not the man went to church. Uh, let's see. Uh, they point out that the biggest difference was made not just when they went to church together, but when the couple actually prayed together. They said it made an eye-opening 17 percentage points in the difference in terms of how li likely that couple was to be happier. The person was satisfied with their relationship. It goes on, it says, here's a less intuitive find. When only the man attends church, couples are still very happy. Church-going men are about equally likely to be in very happy relationships, regardless of whether the woman comes with them to church. Uh, we're not saying it doesn't make any difference, but it was amazing what this study showed. Uh, what do we gain from something like this? What do we take a look at? There's a lot of things to learn. It's not that the church doesn't make a difference in your life. I would never say something like that. I know, being in the particular church I am, it's made a huge difference over others. But it says actually a number of things that we should pay attention to, especially in the environment in which we find ourselves now that is becoming so anti-religious and so anti-church and so anti-God. One, the idea that religion is something that has to be rooted out of our culture, uh, that religion, religiosity, is something that has to be rooted out of us and somehow we'll be better off, isn't fed by these statistics. This is science. It's a study. Uh, this was not something that was apparently ideologically driven. It's just the results of a survey. Those who feel like, well, humanity would only be better if somehow religion disappeared off the face of the earth. That's not what studies like this say that it makes a difference in the contentment and the happiness of a couple, of a man and wife, if they pray together and go to church together. But in particular, it does stand out that the impact made by the man's attendance in church is a bigger influence on the couple's satisfaction. Why would that be if the genders are supposedly exactly the same? There's no somehow difference between man and woman in relationship. 
Uh, the article itself says, religiosity in men clearly has an impact on marriage and family life more so than religiosity in women. The fact is this, there is a natural order and structure to the family. We cannot escape our design. It is how we are made. It is how we are crafted. God designed the family. God designed marriage. God designed man and woman. And it's not a matter of one being better than the other. It's a matter of being where we're supposed to be and having the influence we're supposed to be and fitting the roles that God designed for our blessing and for our, our goodness and for our health. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 3, the Apostle Paul says, I want you to know that the head of every man is Christ. The head of woman is man, and the head of Christ is God. Now, it's not speaking somehow the genders in general. I, I don't go around, you know, bossing around other people's wives or other women. It's talking about the relationship within marriage. And I got to admit, I don't go around bossing my wife around, but I do strive to lead her however imperfectly I do and however patient she has to be to put up with me. There is a structure in marriage. It doesn't mean that man and woman are better. A one's better than the other. It just means if we're going to ignore God's design, there will be problems, always and unavoidably. You know, it's exciting to see science catch up to the Bible, but you know what? You don't have to wait for science to catch up to the Bible. Why not give the Bible a try in the first place and just skip the middleman? If you need anything to help you on that journey and in that decision and in your research, please do check out our tomorrowsworld.org website. And thank you once again for being here for this webcast.